Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D. Thank you to the voice from somewhere. Ladies on my show, before I even introduce you, do you think that was a real person or an AI person? What do you think, Mickey? Real or not? Oh, I thought he was real. <laughs> okay, Jody, real or I not? Thought, I thought he was real too. Deanne? I'll go with real. I felt okay. that. Okay. Well, we have a big shout out to Robert Cialino, the, <laughs> the director of Voice America, the general manager who worked for weeks on that voice. It is an AI generated, I know, Jody, an AI generated voice. He sent me about 12 different samples. And then we went through the script that I had written for the opening. And that's perfected. Last week's guests were, weren't sure. I think more of them voted for AI, but that's what a really, really well done AI that's amazing. is. amazing. Is that something? Yes. The part that was really the the kicker for me, because on my other show, on one of my other shows, Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creators, where I'm AKA Radio Red, the voice of a real human says, oh, how those lips can talk. So the AI voice had to say it in the mood, if you understand what I mean. Welcome, everybody, to Next at the Mic. I'm Bonnie D. So happy to be here. This is a presentation of Voice America Variety Show. We're here with other hosts. I'm a host as well. And we want to talk about radio. Why radio? What's important? What's the impact? What's the value? What's the message? Why do we do it? And what's the future of live radio and hosting? So I have three hosts with me here. Mickey Shepard is with me. Jody Harrison Bauer is with me. And Deanne Rose is with me. And we're going to get started. And ladies, I'm warning you, I went to ChatGPT, my favorite AI buddy, and I <laughs> co had it co-write a poem about today's show. And you each have a little section in there. And if you like it, just wave or a smile or something. Don't say anything, but I'll tell you when it's coming. Okay, so here we go. Welcome to Next at the Mic, a platform quite unique, where Voice America hosts gather, your interests were sure to peak. Host Bonnie D, that's me, with energy to spare, welcomes three live radio stars, talents poised to share. Mickey M.A. Shepard, wave Mickey, adoption as a choice, host well-known, U.S. Air Force vet, thanks for your service, real leadership, Mickey has shown, in a heartbeat author, entrepreneur success she finds, raising awareness, family ties, not just biology binds. I hope you like that, Mickey. I love it. Good. Jody Harrison Bauer, fearlessly authentic host with flair, world bikini champion, breaking stereotypes, she leads the way with care. Jody Fitz, founder, defying the status quo, championing women, inspiring wherever she may go. That's for you, Jody. <gasps> and Deanne Rose, the unbridled woman host and guide, reconnects femininity with power and with pride. Licensed therapist, yoga, yogi, and Reiki as well, former marathoner and triathlete with a message she will tell. I hope you Love like it. that. Deanne. Thank you. And next at the mic, roundtable today, real deal communication in every way. Listen up, Bonnie D's theme on the air on the Variety Channel, panelists' voices will declare. So come listen and watch. Add next at the mic to your day with red hair and a lively spirit. Bonnie D leads the way. What'd you think, ladies? Did you like Love it? it? Love it. Beautiful. I want to tell you that I give it your bio, a little bit of your bio, and I give it the theme of the show. 
And then I say, write me a poem. And it spits it out. Anybody know, uh, three of you, how long it takes ChatGPT to give me back when I put in this bulk of text? Anybody have any idea? Mickey, a guess? 30 seconds. How about under three seconds? Yeah. Under under three seconds. Jody's right. It just puts, sometimes it gives me two versions. And I'll say, could you shorten it? Or could you change this? And less than two seconds, it just comes back. It comes back. It comes back. And then I do human editing, just so you know, because it's not all AI, it's me too. So I'd like to do some bios now. I want you each to tell me who you are, what you do, what your show is about a little bit. Take your three minutes of fame. Used to be 15 minutes, Mickey. We whittled it down to three minutes. I'm sorry. So Mickey Shepard, happy to have you here. (laughs) Mickey, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you please honor me with who you are, what you do, and Talk about your show for a minute. Go ahead, Mickey. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, I'm Mickey Shepard. I'm the author of In a Heartbeat, The Miracle of a Family That Was Meant to Be. My background is is very entrepreneurial. I mean, real estate for a very, very long time, seminar speaker, um, Red Cross. It was just a lot, the Air Force. But uh, 33 years ago, my life changed because of my son And it was a miracle. That was why the book says miracle of a family that was meant to be. Well, the book finally, I finally wrote it, finally got it published in 2019. COVID hit, so nobody heard about it for quite a while. But then Voice America heard about it and had wanted to do a show on adoption. Um, Robert, our general manager, adoption is very near and dear to his heart. And and he really was trying to find somebody that would do it. And I... (laughs) Uh, Talk about bouncing off the walls. I mean, that was my dream. It's in the very first page of my book. It even says why I want to get this message out. And radio was like this incredible platform that we could get it out on. So adoption as a choice has become something that, to me, something we were talking about before we went live here today, I have always said, you don't know who's listening. And if one person gets a message that can change their life or help them make a decision, it was worth it. It's worth it. So this is my passion. This is my my whole mission from now on is to raise awareness about adoption. And I think having a radio show to do that has the ability to hit a lot of people. And the fact that it's a podcast as well means we're hitting people at their time. If they can't be listening right now, they can be listening tomorrow morning driving to work. They can be listening, taking their kids to soccer. Uh, whatever it is that's going on in their lives, there's an ability to listen to this based on their their time frame, quite frankly. I mean, I love the on-demand part. I'm not sure I got all that a while ago. We started this in January of 2022. And one of the things that I, I mentioned earlier that's been happening is that we we've been we're doing encores right now leading up to our next season, and we've we've been looking for a partner for somebody who really wants a visibility opportunity, and um, but while we're doing that, we're running encores. So they're not live shows like we're doing today, and my numbers are going up. Now this is National Adoption Month, so I like to think that's part of it, but seriously. The numbers are higher now than any month this entire year. And we're only, only that was as of 25th of November. So you don't know that you're hitting a niche when you're doing a radio show because you don't know who's listening. And I think that's been big for me. That's been my education 
um, as becoming a radio host and podcast host. I happen to think it's fabulous by being able to bring people on, let them share their stories. You, Each person is going to touch someone different, and we don't know who they are. So I, I appreciate being here today because I do believe in what we're all doing on our shows and we have we have a really interesting platform. It's it's so different than like TV. I mean, I love watching TV and I record movies, but you can't put them in your car. Well, you could, but That's that would right. be very dangerous. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the kids with the video in the back seat in the right. in the van in the van. Mickey, thank you. You brought up so many interesting points that we're going to do later in the show a roundtable and talk about what radio means to all of us. But your point is well taken. And I found that live radio, as exciting as it is, we're here, we're live. I used to do live TV in New York. It, it's very interesting. It, the energy is different. You just It just drives you. You're, you're in the moment. You're real. The word authentic and all that good stuff. But you don't know who has the time to say, oh, I've got to stop everything. Go listen to Mickey show or Jody show or Deanne show or Bonnie show. We don't know. So the magic of the recording and for me, the live stream video on demands, I get a lot of people who watch at their convenience. And I'll tell you one more thing. When I was doing radio for SAP, I had several series on HR, human resources, HMS, whatever you call it, human capital management over the years. One year I looked at the stats, Mickey, on shows that were a couple of years old. And three of my series that hadn't been on the air, one for one year, one was three years old, one was four years old, together, they had over 10,000 listeners. And they hadn't been live in a while. And it blew me away, meaning people are hungry for content. I'll stop right there. Thank you, Mickey. Welcome. Let's go around the table. We're on a virtual, we've got a square table here today on Zoom. <laughs> Jody Harrison Bauer, I'm also so happy and honored that you accepted my invitation. Jody, what was that about a bikini? Go ahead. I'm putting you on speaker view. I don't know what you're wearing today. <laughs> Jody, <laughs> not a bikini. Us, tell us who you are and what your show is all about. Welcome. Yes, my name is Jody Harrison Bauer. Thank you for having me today. Um, you know, uh, I've gone through a lot. I got part of my story is that I got divorced in my 40s. And uh, one of the promises that I made to myself was to take risks, trust myself, not be afraid to stand up for myself because my whole life I had spent pleasing everybody else. Oldest child, uh, perfectionist, you know, the story ladies, right? So um, I decided to do things that were not expected of me, not on purpose, but it's where I wanted to go, like starting to compete in bikini shows, fitness shows. Um, nobody nobody um, supported me on the whole thing. I decided to do it anyway. I had a great coach. I was looking at other girls that were all the girls were younger than me. And my coach kept telling me, Harrison, I was Harrison just then. Uh, Harrison, don't look at anybody else. Just focus on yourself. But the problem was I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. I didn't know who I was. Fast forward after taking lots, lots of risks, becoming a two-time world bikini champion, um, starting my own business, um, going back on stage at 55 and placing second in a world show. Sports Illustrated happens. I'm 58. I'm on the cover of the New York Post. I'm doing these things because I feel there's a need to do them, not to say, look at me, which is what a lot of the judges and the haters say, and you have to ignore them. Thus, after being on the New York Post, cover the New York Post and making global headlines as the oldest woman to ever try out for Sports Illustrated Swim Issue, 
I um I was asked to come to Voice America and I thought what what better name of a show fearlessly authentic because if we're not being fearlessly authentic and I say this every intro to my show then what are we doing here because I know I wasted so much time being something for other people and being scared to take a risk on myself. And every time you take a risk on yourself, and I know you ladies know this, you get more confident, you get used to taking more risks, and it's not so scary. So I don't know everybody who's listening to my show, but I'm always thrilled when I meet somebody, they go, I listen to your show every week. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. And so, and that is, that is the goal of the show is, um, to educate my audience, empower them with that education, maybe entertain them a little bit, be funny. I try. Um, and then to, um, inspire them to go live a fearlessly authentic life and to have the courage to do that. And, um, I love the platform that I have on Voice America. I love it. It's given me so much confidence to keep doing it and doing it and starting other shows as well and speaking to other women. So I love it. Thank you, Jody. I think we can tell. You're, I, I stopped using the word authentic, not because I didn't want to borrow your word, but I have a different word for it and it's the real deal. You're the real deal. Thank Mickey's you. the real deal with a hyphen in it. And I'm about to meet our third real deal. <laughs> professional host today, Deanne Rose. Lovely to see you. Please share with us. Who are you? What's the value of radio to you? Why do you host? Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you ladies for sharing your stories. You so inspiring to me. Oh, so um, I am the unbridled woman and my story really began about eight years ago after a divorce and being doing everything I was supposed to do up until then. And then coming to a place where I was um, kind of forced to um, find out really what I stood for, wh- what was my truth, where where did I go um, in all this time? Who who was Deanne Rose? And um, and it was through that um, just a lot of deep inner work, a lot of coming back into my own femininity, um, discovering my own sensuality again, and I. I realized, oh my gosh, I had no voice for several years. And that has been my work is finding my voice and being an empowering mentor to other women. And I, my show is the unbridled woman, remember, reclaim and rise. And that phrase actually was given to my friend, um, in, in a dream. And I, she shared that with me, remember, reclaim, rise. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like that's been my journey as well. And that is where I want to inspire women. Um, for me, it was remembering um, my power um, and how I went to reclaim that. And then rising into how am I showing up in this world? And this platform, um, just similar to um, you all women was was offered to me just a, a few months ago. My my show's relatively new. I've only been on since October. And I was like, I had been praying. I'm like, I, I, I really feel like I want to do a podcast. I really feel like I have a lot to say. And I want to share other women's stories as well and inspire them, inspire other women. And yeah, so this was offered. I was like, oh, thank you. I Yes, I will do this. And, and then it was live. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> 
Because that, that is a really, because what I've learned is that the braver that I am, the more impact that I have in this world. And that is a message I really want to give to other women. It's like, it's really beautiful doing things that are a little bit out of your comfort zone because you grow so, so much and you actually really begin to live life to the fullest. That's my, that's been my experience. So, um, I'm, it's been an amazing two months. I, um, I have guests that share their stories of reclamation and, and then we usually talk about, um, a specific subject that, um, we, we, we both like, or if they're in, in other things that they like to do, um, what they offer the world. So, um, I, I'm really enjoying my time here on, on the, on the live radio and can't wait for, um, more and more time here. Did anybody ever tell you you have a voice for radio? (laughs) You you, you all do. You all do. I'm hearing a theme. I'm hearing a thread of the the word reclaiming, but coming into your voice, your power and having something to share with people. Isn't that what we're doing? Isn't Mm -hmm. that what radio gives you? It's still around radio. When I was growing up, it was a little transistor. You'd put the batteries in. You took it to the beach with you. Mickey might remember. I don't know. Well, Jody, you might too. You might too. I'm going to be 63 in like 20 days. Oh, my goodness. Well, almost happy 63. There you go. Remember the Beatles sang a song when I'm 64. You're not there yet, so you're still a kid. There you go. But, (laughs) But my point is that there's something about getting out of your comfort zone, right? It's... What do you think we named this show next at the mic for? When are you going to be next at the mic? You're all here today with me. You're next at the mic. But I want to talk to hosts who, like me, embrace the concept of the voice. That's what we're doing. We're sharing thoughts. We're sharing bravery. We're sharing out of our comfort zone. We're sharing ideas. And we're hoping that they resonate resonate with maybe one person, and maybe a heck of a lot more. So let's go on. Thank you so much for the bios. I appreciate the stories. That's what we're looking for, stories. I have guests who send me CVs. It's, I don't want your CV. I want to know who are you. And by the way, divorce does, for a lot of women, I, I don't know the men's side of it, but for a lot of women, you find yourself after because you're not the couple anymore right? You're not, I'll use that term, or tethered anymore. And whether you're reclaiming, Deanne, I found, or you're finding, finding for the first time that voice. If you didn't have it before, you're not reclaiming it, but you're finding it. And I found that in my life. So yes, many, many years ago. Okay, ladies, let's move on before I get too mushy-gushy here. I have asked each of you to send me a fictional quote from a movie or TV character or a song lyric, and you're going to relate it to something about your show or how you feel about radio and hosting. So let's go through now. Mickey, Mickey, can I ask you what M.A. stands for? I see Mickey M.A. Shepard. Is there a story Um, behind the initials? There there is. um, Maureen Allison. And which is, I was born Maureen Allison, and I hated the name Maureen, not to say anything bad about Maureen's to people, but <laughs> but I went to Catholic school, and I there was always a little Maureen and a big Maureen, and I was incredibly shy, and it was terrible. Ten schools later, <laughs> I went and saw an Elvis Presley movie, totally misunderstood the name Anne Margaret was going by in that movie, and took on the name Mickey, even though her name was Nikki. Um, and when my... <laughs> My dad died, and I made the shepherd legal, added Mickey to the front, but I didn't want to hurt my mother, so I kept the two middle initials. And the irony of the whole thing, she was the first one to start calling me Mickey. 
once it was legal. <laughs> so I, I didn't need a big name. Well, you know, anyway. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I asked. There's a whole story there. Mickey has selected a quote from Katie Morosky Gardner, played by, oh, Barbara Streisand. The movie, The Way We Were, all the way back in 1973. That's 20, 25, 26, 27 plus. That's 50 years 50. ago. 50 years ago. Uh, Katie Morosky and Hubble Gardner are college students with different lives in 1937. This is the story. She's a staunch Marxist Jew with strong anti-war op- op- opinions. And he is a creative, carefree wasp with no political bent. That's what they say. Their paths cross. She says you're good looking and you have excellent writing. He's charmed by her commitment to social causes. His snobbish friends mock her and her politics. They dance at the prom and then they go apart. And that's that's the rest of the story. The film won Academy Awards for Best Original Dramatic Score, Best Original Song for The Way We Were. Of course, she sings it beautifully. Number six on the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Passion Survey of the Top 100 Greatest Love Stories in American Cinema, considered one of the great romantic films of all time. And here is the quote, Katie says, people are their principles. Mickey, three minutes. See if you can contain yourself. Go ahead. What does this have to do with what you do? Well, I think that's a way I, I have always loved that quote, even before you asked, you know, and I, I, um, because I believe in it, you know, her comment in that movie, he was saying that people were more important than the, her causes. Okay. And after he went on his tirade, she turned around, she said, Hubble, people are their principles, not the other way around. And I, and it stuck with me all these years. I think, I think we lose track of that sometimes. And being in sales for many years and now with the radio show, I think it's very important. You always have to remember what your principle and your values are. And it doesn't sound like, how does that affect a show? Well, it does affect a show. Um, We've all been at a time where we need a guest and we don't have a guest. Um, And I, let me segue for a sec, because I think it'll relate. I used to edit to, I was the producer or publisher of two magazines and they were about builders and realtors. And we picked a different person to be on the cover. And they were supposed to be the epitome of their profession. And when you're starting out, you don't have any advertisers and, you you know, you're going crazy. And I interviewed people. And even though I didn't really have a board of deciders or research team or anything, I, that was my out. If I interviewed somebody and knew that if I put them on the cover, I'd be out of business. So I didn't want to hurt them, but it has to be reviewed by a review committee. Okay, same thing with the radio. You can't just put a guest on because you need a guest. And you want a guest who's going to contribute to the show. My show in particular, my guests do all the, you know, pretty much all the talking for an hour because that's why they're there, Um, mainly because we're trying to get the word across about how do you introduce people, how do you raise awareness about adoption. And I think if they only hear me every week, it's the same story. I only have one story. Um, But by bringing in their stories, we're we're staying true to our values. And I've been very, very fortunate and I hope to continue to be, and I will be because I will not put somebody on that is going to not come. It's not like they have to believe what I believe, but we have a mission. And the mission is to tell a story, whether it's from an expert in a field or somebody who was adopted or um, placed a baby for adoption or is thinking about adoption. But stories have to be real or I think we lose the integrity of the show. And we lose the integrity of the message we're trying to give to our audience. And once we lose that, you're done. I, this is my opinion. So I think it just 
easiest thing is to just remember what are your principles, what are your values and what you're doing as a host. And I, I think that enhances everything for everybody because they can count on you. Like your, you know, the video that went went crazy that um Jody was talking Jody, about. Yeah. Um it that that shows that they're picking up something real. So thank That's, you, Mickey. I believe. Important. I once canceled a panel on one of my shows because they took the topic I had, which was about being Jody, I'm gonna borrow it, authentic, being kind and empathetic and authentic in communications online. This is before I was doing my series on artificial intelligence this year, AI, but it was about online behavior and kindness. That was the show. And the four guests took it into such far corners that had absolutely nothing. I mean, nothing to do with the topic. They flew it in directions that I, one wanted to talk about golf injuries. One wanted to talk about nasty people. One wanted to talk about uh, uh, the the government of China. And I looked at this and I said, not only is it violating the topic that I asked them to come on, but it was violating the integrity of my show, which is to have a cohesive topic that to which the guests could contribute. Mickey, it broke my heart and I had to cancel them. And the slings and arrows that came back at me from the woman who had invited these other people to be on the panel with her, it was vicious. I mean, mm-hmm. she 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 accused me of stuff you don't want to know about. And she was an <laughs> etiquette professional, an etiquette specialist. So we, we, we're not going to go there. But anyway, I know she's not listening to this one. But it, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about that in a long time, Mickey. Thank you. Being, yeah, being true to your principles. And um, what is our message? Why are we doing this? Not just to fill airtime. We're doing it because we have something to say. And we want to say it our way. And that's okay. That's okay. I think I just made a poem. Thank you. Let me go to the next quote. Jody Harrison Bauer has a quote from Diana Wonder Woman, played by Gal Gadot. I'm calling her that way. Some people might say Gadot. Wonder Woman 1984, which is abbreviated as WW84, 2020 American superhero film, uh, stars Gal, Gal Gadot and Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright, Connie Nielsen, what a cast. Set in 1984 during the Cold War, it follows Diana and her past love, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, as they face off against Maxwell Lord and Cheetah. She was named, Gal Gadot, was named on Time Magazine's 2018 list of the 100 most influential women people in the world. Did you know that, Jody? I did she has placed twice in the annual rankings of the world's highest paid actresses. I don't know which year that was. Very, very interesting. So here is the quote. Sometimes you can't see what you're learning until you come out the other side. Jody, this sounds very profound. Go ahead and profound us. <laughs> uh, it just resonated with me so much to have a strong feminine woman. And Deanne, I'm very much about being a feminine woman and and finding that femininity within us. So it struck me because I know that I am still learning and the guests that I bring on the show have either learned lessons that they're sharing on the show to empower other people, or they've created products or services to do the same. And when I I saw that quote, I just thought, this is me. This is the point I want to make because everybody's in such a hurry to be perfect or get to the finish line, myself included. I want to win. I want to get there. I want to have 500,000 downloads per episode. I want to have this. I want to have that. 
But what we forget is as we're learning, and you know what, I think it takes age and experience to to look back and realize that, like, look behind you, connect the dots to where you are right now. Oh, how did I get here right now? I did it by believing in myself. I did it by learning, by failing, by getting hurt and it, with everything, you know, um, and just getting back up and being resilient. So that's why that quote resonated with me so much. I think there's nothing more beautiful than a strong feminine woman who knows her worth. Beautifully put. Mm. That's who I'm talking to today, three of mm. you. Yes. Mm. Yes. And it took me a long time to find that. I know. I know. And sometimes I forget it. Yep. But that's why I love having the show because I remember, okay, this is why I have it. And I learned something from my guests every single time. Maybe there was one or two that I thought after I got finished with them, I thought they need a therapist. Is that a therapy session? I, I think there are a couple of those on Voice America. We can we can bring them in for that. Yes, I had a men's, men's therapy host on two, uh, two weeks ago on the show. Very, very interesting. I'll never forget when I was doing my live radio show on, in Great Neck, Long Island on cable TV, and I had a neighbor say to me afterwards, Jody. I didn't like your, I didn't like the outfit you had. I didn't think you had enough lipstick on and the glasses, Bonnie, you need contacts. And, you know, maybe instead of a skirt and crossing your knees, you should wear slacks and different shoes. And I, I said under my breath, Adele, how dare you? She's long gone. But I said, when was the last time you went to a TV studio? You went on a live camera, you got guests, you had an interview desk, and you sat there and talked to people and presented something that was important to you to an audience. I didn't say that. I just said, thank you very much. And then under my breath, I said a couple of bomb words. And that was about the end of that. But it's Jody, go ahead. You want to comment? No, that's what happened to me when I started to compete at 45. That my friend said, you know, who, why, why you're so old, 45. Okay. Um, you're so, you're so old. Why do you want to be in a skimpy bikini and stripper heels on stage? And I said, because I can, and I will. <laughs> There you go. I can and I will. Good for you. That's that's all it takes sometimes. I can and I will. And it's that we're going back to what one of you mentioned about getting out of your comfort zone. We, we weren't all brought up, to, I don't think, to, to sit in front of a microphone and talk and have people all over the world hear us or be on live streaming. What the heck was live streaming 15 years ago? Was, what is this thing? I don't have any wires. There's no no big camera studio. I'm, we're being seen by people all over the world right now. It's the magic of media, what has happened to it. But we weren't made for this. Now is our time. That's all I will say. Let me go on. Thank you for the quote, Jody. Let's go on to Deanne Rose. Such a beautiful name. Is that really your last name or is that a middle name that you took? May I ask? Um, yeah, that's actually, uh, well, that was my married name. I married into that and I decided to keep it after the divorce because. It's like, lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. Okay. I'll tell you a story afterwards. Okay. You have picked a quote from Jack Dawson, played by Leonardo. What classics here? Leonardo DiCaprio, the movie, of course, is Titanic, 1997 romantic disaster film. That is interesting to pair two genres, right? Romantic disaster <laughs> film. Uh, yeah, we know a lot of romantic movies are about romantic disasters, but this one was something else. Directed, written, produced, and co-edited by James Cameron. 
uh, 11 Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director. It tied with Ben-Hur from 1959 for the most awards. Interesting enough, it was the first film to reach the billion-dollar gross mark. What do you think about that, Diane? Initial gross was only one. Oh, the initial gross was $1.84 billion, the first one. The highest-grossing film of all time until... Avatar surpassed it in 2010. That was Cameron's Avatar. Okay, we'll leave that alone. So here's the quote. I figure life's a gift and I don't intend on wasting it. You don't know what hand you're going to get dealt next. You learn to take life as it comes at you to make each day count. Beautiful quote. Deanne, what does this have to do? Like we can't guess. Go ahead with your show. (laughs) You just gave me goosebumps just reading that again. Um, (laughs) That quote reminds me to be in the present moment. Um, That's what I love about that quote. And to not worry about what should have happened back there or what could happen in front of me, but what is happening right now where I'm living. And it's an attribute to my show, Unbridled is, you know, unbridled to me is is freedom, is being untethered, it's um, full expression. And I think, I feel that that is what comes when we are in the present moment, that, you know, life is right here, and this is what we're going to to live right now. Um, And there's, and I'm, I follow my intuition a lot. I mean, that's, that's really how I, I live my life. And, but if I'm not clear, if I'm not in the present moment, I can't follow my intuition. I'm more in my head. And through my life experience, I've learned when I made decisions from my head, things really didn't, weren't in the flow. They didn't really, you know, everything gets recalibrated. Um, However, it it took, it, it was painful, right? When I listen to my intuition and my heart and I'm in the present moment and I make decisions from that place, things flow and I, I have a better experience. So for, for me, that quote, I, I actually, I love that Titanic movie so much. I mean, I don't watch movies over and over again, but that movie, I think I've seen like 10 times. <laughs> Just I think the message there, especially, I mean, for Rose, she, she lived her life after that, that traumatic, someone she loved deeply. She knew that she, he couldn't live anymore. So she's like, I'm going to live my best life because he basically saved her. And, um, you know, sometimes I think we have to, you know, it's, it's okay to live our life um, thinking, you know, if, if I only, if um, this was like the, the last moment, how do, how, how do I want to show up today? Um, so that's why that quote was important to me. Thank you very much. And there's something about live. I know, Mickey, you're going to go back to live when you start your next season. And by the way, Deanne, I forgot to say welcome to live radio. Welcome to Voice America. It's just (laughs) been a couple weeks, and I think we're all very happy you're here, especially here on this show today. But when you think about live radio, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how many notes you have, no matter how fast you are, Mickey knows where I'm going with this, you got to flow. You've got an hour. I don't care if you take one or two breaks. You got to just keep that going. That's a 57-minute commitment. I don't take breaks on any of my shows. I did way back 13, 14 years ago. I don't take a break. I have to have enough content, enough prep. And with three guests, obviously, it's easier for me than Mickey. You're having one guest or you, Jody, or you, Deanne, because you're relying on that person to fill that time with you and to be interesting, right? And to stay on message. So I do the roundtable approach, which gives me the opportunity to have three or four 
and my my prediction specials are coming up starting next week. I'll have nine people on each show for six weeks on my technology revolution show. Jody, I used to have 15 or 16, and there were three or four for every 14-minute segment, and it was all done on the phone. You want to talk about nerves? You have no idea. And we did it. I did six weeks of this. This is my ninth year doing my prediction special. But my point is you have to be a master or a mistress of the flow. Don't you, Mickey? Don't you, Jody? Don't you, Deanne? You have to have enough to say, which means you have to know what your voice is and who you are, right, Jody? You've got to be grounded in who you are and be able to fill the time and go with wherever the guest or the conversation takes you. It's not scripted. Jody, go ahead. I remember when I did my first solo show. I didn't have a guest. And I was kind of sick of listening to other people that I was interviewing. I was like, you know what? I have a lot to say. So I decided to do it. I was so nervous. Um, I obviously had an outline and so on, but I just, you know, you just need one sentence and then you know where you're going with it. But Mm -hmm. I remember I scheduled as many commercials as possible because I was so afraid that I was going to not be able to fill it up. And now when I do a solo show, I don't even take a break and I'm more comfortable doing a solo show. And I do enjoy doing a solo show live. I love the adrenaline rush of a live show. Love it. My daughter's think I'm crazy. I said, no, it's great. But then I will tell you, and I don't know if anybody else had this happen, then if you get a few technical snafus from your guest coming in and it screws up the show, sometimes you get a little cold feet again. And I that happened to me. Um, so I took a little break from going live because I was like, I lost my confidence for a second. Um, but I love it. I love it. And it's um wondering if anybody else, not to be the the person in charge of the mic here, but if no, anybody does fine. solo shows. Anybody? Deanne, go ahead. You you do. I've listened to you. Go ahead. Well, I actually I my guest didn't show up. <laughs> so um this was just a couple weeks ago. And uh I was planning on doing a solo one because I, I was gonna pre I needed to pre-record one. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. I'll pre-record it and it'll be my solo. Just like Jody said, I'm like, so I you know, it won't be as nervous. And then when this happened, I'm like, oh, he's not showing up. Okay, well, here we go. <laughs> Everyone, we're going to talk about my unbridled story now. Um, But you know what? It felt really, really good. Because sometimes, you know, even my short time here, when I have guests, you know, yes, they talk a lot about themselves. And I'm like, oh, my audience isn't really hearing a lot about me. So uh, Mm -hmm. I definitely want to do single ones, you know, sprinkle them in here and there because I think it's really beneficial. Fun. It's fun. And I I find that the downloads, the the listeners um, are reacting well to hearing the stories so Mm -hmm. long. Interesting. The trick I used to do, I was hosting live radio on a, a terrestrial station years ago, a WGBB AM 1240, the oldest AM station on Long Island, New York. And I'll remember, I remember when they moved from West Babylon, it was quite a trip for me to go. And they moved to Merrick, Long Island, which was south of where I lived in Great Neck. And I remember the first day we got, I got there, I think it was a rainstorm, got to the studio. They hadn't set up what would call the carts, meaning the cartridges that had the pre-programmed advertising and anything for the breaks. Nothing was ready. The engineers were on the floor in the control room with hammers and screwdrivers trying to put the equipment together. And I had to do a live show. Well, I always packed a briefcase with horoscopes, with news items, with jokes, with stories, anything I could grab. And there were people there in the studio for this. I was the first one to go live at 6 p.m. that Monday night. 
the it was owned by the Chinese radio network during the day at 6 p.m. I was the what we'll call the bridge host before paid programming, meaning it used to be called Vanity Radio and in the evenings and on the weekends. So I did the show and there were people milling around the studio and I'd say to somebody, hey, what side are you? And I'd say, oh, Bob would say, I'm a Sagittarius. So I'd get open my paper and I'd read the <laughs> I was going to say the obituary. I'd read the horoscope for the day, and then I'd say, "Hey, guess what I heard on the news?" I'd say, "Oh, come on over here, let's talk." I was grabbing anybody. I did a full hour live, on. <laughs> and they didn't have any ad. They didn't have anything going. I don't think they had the opening music for my show. It was a blast. I never went back and listened to they they recorded the shows, but that was live radio. That was quite a trial by fire, I'll tell you. But we survived, don't we, ladies? So <laughs> wow. let's go on. I want to pick one or two. Let's see. We have oh, we only have fifteen minutes left. Oh my goodness gracious! It's live radio. We'll fill it. So Mickey <laughs> Shepard, I'm going to pick your number two statement. I will read it for you. Then I'll pick one from you, Jody, and one from DN. Let's see. And then I have some special birthdays at the end. We're going to do. So Mickey okay. says the law of attraction is working in all of our lives, whether we believe it or not. This relates to the people who show up around the theme or message, sometimes just in the nick of time. We're attracting them, whether we realize it or not. Mickey, just take two minutes on this one, if you can. What does this have to do with your radio show? Go ahead. It has to do with everything in life. It's a quote from Joe Fatale. He was in The Secret, and he 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 makes a comparison. He said, if you... You don't you don't have to believe in gravity either. But if you jump off a 10-story building, you will go splat on the ground. And law of attraction is the same thing. Like it or not, we're attracting everything into our lives. And most a lot of people don't believe that, but you're attracting the good and the bad. Well, I do think it works with the radio show because I think, at least for me so far, some of the people that were attracted to the show where my my very first show was my absolute dream guest. I never had met her or anything, but two weeks before we got her. Um, but, it, you know, you're, you're, you're sending out messages, I guess is what I want to say, every time, whether we're speaking or not speaking. And things happen. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And whether you like the fact that you attracted them or not, you did. So if you attract someone that, <clears throat> I had a show where he's a very sweet man, but he would only answer questions with a yes or a no. <laughs> well, you can't fill 57 minutes with a yes or a no. And I remember when the show was over, and this was one of the first shows, and my, my husband was in the other room take, making sure our shit didn't bark. And he went in, he said, I was feeling for you. I could feel you trying to pull him and pull him. And um, and I did. We made it through the whole thing. And it wasn't that he wasn't nice, but somehow I guess I had to attract someone that was going to challenge me to make that hour work one way or another. <laughs> and you learn. I think we learn from the good things and yes, the bad yes. things that we attract. And so um, I if, but if people are aware, uh, my son will tell you, I tell him this all the time. What you speak about, you think about what you think about, you bring about. And the law of attraction is listening and it's out there. And if you go back in your life to all the things that have happened and wonder, well, how did that happen? I mean, real quick, I'm a mom because of a conversation I had two years before and had forgotten all about. And the little wheels out there in the world were working. We got a phone call out of nowhere. Two weeks later, we were parents without applying for adoption. So, yeah, I believe in a law of attraction. I have 33-year-old proof. 
Um, <laughs> thank you, Mickey. Congratulations on that. Thank you for that point. I'm going to just keep going because we've got about 12 minutes left. I want to get everything in here. And then we're going to have some more fun at the end. Jody Harrison Bauer, I'm combining your statements number three and four. I'll read them to you. You say people will always need radio to be informed. I love that we have the opportunity to do our shows live. Guests are very impressed with a live show. Yes, they are, Jody. Here you are with me. For me, you say it's a huge adrenaline rush, which you mentioned. You also say, I want women to feel seen and heard. I want to be the woman who helps them find their voice. I think this overlaps a little with, with Deanne. But go ahead, Jody. take two minutes and tell us a little more about this, please. Wow. Okay. Um, yes. So I love the the whole adrenaline rush of live, even though it scared the hell out of me. And then I I just realized that I I loved it. And I'm so fortunate that I'm here with Voice America being able to share the wisdom from my guests and whatever wisdom I could share with women. And as I mentioned earlier, um as as the show has gone on almost four years. I've gained so much more confidence because of this platform that I want to help other women find their voice like I found my my voice. Because when I, I answered that question for you, I realized, and I've said it before, but I realized that I, I found my voice when I stepped into my strength, my power, when I when I was being my fearlessly authentic person. I found my voice and every single week when I do the show or I have another guest on or I do a solo show, I'm finding my voice and I want to be that voice that inspires other women to not necessarily be on the radio, but go out there and take a chance on you. Take that risk. You will find happiness. You will find your power. You will find your voice, your strength on the other side. Nobody believes me until they do it because I, I trained women for 34 years. And every woman came in saying the same thing. I need to lose weight. Half of them did, half of them didn't. But it wasn't about the weight. It was never about the weight. It was about the way they felt about themselves. And my job as a good trainer was to pull out what it was they were looking for from me to help them have a more fulfilling life. And I hope that I do that on the radio also and on my and social I, media. I think that's a, a mantra for radio host Jody is to help your guests pull out what they need you to help them say or help them express. Isn't that why we do it? Isn't that the point of having other people when you're not doing a solo show? Very well put. Yes. Thank you, Deanne. Let me read. I'm going to combine two for you as well. Deanne says live radio allows more interaction with the audience than standard podcasts. And you say live radio allows for more creativity at times for both the host and the guests. Talk to me about that creativity and interaction. Deanne, go ahead. Well, I think the when we're talking about those times where you might have a guest that's just saying yes or no, or a guest doesn't show up, they, there's creativity that comes here. It's like, okay, what can I pull? Where, what, what, what is on top of mind that I can talk about? Um, or, you know, um, the creativity I think also comes from what what is it's feeling that person too, right? I mean, when you you know, I, I come in with a certain little script sometimes, so I don't forget to say things that I need to say. However, you know, again, it comes back to be the present moment. And I'm here with this this person, this guest. Where are they going? How can we? How can I extract from them the the most information that's going to be beneficial to the audience? That's really going to touch somebody and give them like their aha moment. Um, and 
yeah, that's where the, that, that connection comes to. Like, I, I haven't had it yet, but there's ability for people to call in on my show and I can't wait. I, I really want to have people call in and ask me a question. You know, I, I want that um, back and forth and that real live connection. Like, what is this person that's calling in? There's something that was said here that actually, that they resonated with and now they want to communicate that. It's like, yes, let's, let's do that. That's they, this person's finding their voice. They're, they're communicating, right? Very nice. By the way, I, one of my live radio um, TV shows on Long Island many years ago, we took call-ins as surprising as it was. It was risky. We got some very provocative callers. Nobody ever nasty or bad words, but we had some very interesting comments from people calling in. They just let loose. No <laughs> language, but they just let loose. And some of it was, what did you just say? Seriously? <laughs> just, I, I'm remembering snippets. I'm not going to say them here, but it was quite an interesting experience. Mickey, do you take live callers on your shows when you do live? We do. We do ask for them, but we haven't had one yet. Uh, I think yeah. it's just a matter of time. It and, is. And I was also promised that, they they call in and they'll be screened so that what you had important. happened back then very would, important yeah but uh, yeah I, I would love to have it happen it just hasn't happened yet Jody what about you would you take or do you take live calls I don't and I would love to because I love the interaction and yeah yes, get a screener so, get get a screener you need a screener first. yeah I guess we have to figure out who who to talk you, to about doing you, that I don't you know. don't know and Deanne you are you said you're going to or you have had live callers. I haven't, but it's 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 there. It's during my commercial people the numbers to call in. So okay, interesting, and it also takes a lot of bravery. I used to call into some psychologist shows in New York radio shows. I would wait forty five minutes an hour online. They say, "Oh, you're only twenty fifth in line." I'd wait. I talked to Dr. Joy Brown. If anybody remembers Brown with an E years ago, I waited more than a half hour on hold. I waited for some late night shows on hold. Sometimes, well, one in the morning. What the hell do I have to do? I just keep my eyes open. Like, oh. Oh, you're on. Thank you very much. And you talk and there's this, Jody, talk about adrenaline. Are you kidding? I'm talking on live radio. It's it's a rush for the caller. The heck with the host. The caller's like, oh my God, people are listening to me. What am I going to say? Did I say it right? Did I express it? Did I get the right answer? It's a whole production there. Anyway, ladies, let's go to, we got six minutes left. I want to do some fun segments I do on my Monday Night Creativity Show. I think you'll enjoy this. So, Today, I have some famous birthdays. Anybody know who Barry Gordy Jr. is? Barry Gordon Jr., 94. He's no. the one who founded Motown Records. And he's known for production and songwriting with the Supremes, with Stevie Wonder, with the Jackson 5, if any of you are old enough to remember them. I think a couple of you are. The Four Tops and Marvin Gaye, late great. Pre-fame, he dropped out of high school and trained to be a professional boxer. What do you think of that? I know. Oh. Randy Newman, happy birthday. He's 80 today. Singer, songwriter, composer, collaborated with Disney and Pixar. His film scores include Toy Story, Cars, The Princess and the Frog, James and the Giant Peach, nominated for 20 Academy Awards. He won two, and that's good enough. In 2007, he was inducted as a Disney legend. And in 2013, he was inducted, I can't believe this, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
I can think of a bunch of Randy Newman songs, and I love them all. I think, yeah, I, I, I try not to sing. Judd Nelson is 64 today. He played John Bender, the rebellious one in The Breakfast Club. He played Alec Newberry in St. Elmo's Fire. He played Jack Richmond in Suddenly Susan, and he was the voice of Hot Rod in Transformers. He was a member of the Brat Pack. He dropped out of college and moved to New York to study acting with Stella Adler, and that's the rest of the story. John Stewart is 61, comedian who rose to fame as the host of comedy. Central's The Daily Show. He also hosted The John Stewart Show. Pre-fame, I don't know if you know this, he worked as a bartender. He was a caterer. He was a busboy. He was a children's puppeteer. He started <laughs> his comedy career stand-up at the Bitter End in New York. I've been there in the late 1980s. He, now, here's an interesting thing for you hosts. He said he wasn't sure whether to feel happy or appalled after he was voted the number one journalist in America by a poll of American listeners, I guess, because his reports on the news on his show are satire. So when they said he was a number of one journalist, it's like, well, what is it? Yeah. Anyway, Amy Garcia, you may not know her, 45 years old. Amy Sandim Garcia Lopez de Ardonez, actress and writer. She played, I'll tell you a whole bunch, but the one I know her from is she played the M.E. Ella Lopez on the TV show Lucifer, which was about Lucifer being a character who comes to Earth and runs a nightclub in Los Angeles. If you haven't seen Lucifer, it's on Fox and Netflix. It was a blast. I think there were six seasons and I watched them all. Quick social media. We have a couple here. Uh, YouTube, we have a star. Her name is Kinigra Dion, K-I-N-I-G-R-A Dion. She's 35. We're going to wish her happy birthday. Jody, she's in competition with you. She only has 3.4 million subscribers. And what does Kinigra do? She's a content creator, and she's an actress who has comedy skits, including fashion and modeling. And only 3.4 million, and she's 35. And then we have on TikTok, and listen to this name. Yay, I'm Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, I'm Carolyn or Caroline. She's 22. Are you sitting down, ladies? Mickey, are you sitting down? You look like <laughs> Deanna, are you sitting down? Uh, yeah. This, this, yeah, Y-E-A-H, I'm Caroline, three words. She has 10 million fans. Oh. She does comedic montages, dubs, and duets, and she shows her signature emo style of her fashions. That's what she does. 10 million. Jody, we have something to aspire to. Today, yeah. November 28th, I'm almost out of time here. Elvis Presley's Are You Lonesome Tonight, written mm. in 1926. He recorded it. Everybody covered it. Number one in the U.S. for six weeks, starting in 1960. The Kinks, You Really Got Me, was number seven in America. That's in 64. In 1966, the new vaudeville bands, Winchester Cathedral, was certified gold. And in 1974, on this day, see, I told you I have stuff to do. John Lennon made his last concert appearance. He joined Elton John on stage at Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. because Elton John's appearance on, reciprocating, because Elton John appeared on Whatever Gets You Through the Night and made good on a bet he lost. He, he bet that whatever gets you through the nights would hit number one in the U.S. And when it did, John Lennon owed him an appearance. They performed it together on stage at Madison Square Garden, including the Beatles, I Saw Her Standing There, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And one other thing, 1987 on this day, Dirty Dancings, I've had the time of my life, hit number one, and there was a dance move I never heard of. It was the Swayze Lift. Never heard of that at all. What can I tell you? Today is National Allen Day. You know when Allen say hello, it's not his birthday. Cold Day, it's French Toast Day. I'm going to make some for dinner. Madison Day, not Square Garden, and Patrick Day, and we've got one minute left. And this is National Consciousness Month for Punctuality and Civility and National Entrepreneur. I'm getting all tongue-tied here. Okay, quickly, Mickey, website, where can people find you? VV, fast, fast. Adoption as a choice, all one word, dot com. Thank you, Jody. Where can people find you? 
on all social platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer. Thank you, B-A-U-E-R. Deanne Rose, where can people find you? Deanne Rose, Facebook, uh, Unbridled Woman, Instagram. Okay, D-E-A-N-N-E-R-O-S-E. Ladies, here's my closing. Life is short. And by the way, hello to Vaughn, our engineer today, and to Jordan, who is sitting right by him. You promised me, Jordan. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Trust me, it's good. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Laugh with me, ladies. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) And never, ever, ever regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares. Dance like no one's watching. I'll tell you the story later. Sing like nobody's listening. I didn't sing too much. I'm sorry. And love like you've never, ever, never been hurt because we all have been hurt. Let your heart regenerate, right? Let it grow again. Let it learn to love again. Money talks, chocolate sings, la. And last but not least, I stole this line from a host many years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Thank you to Rachel Staples for designing this beautiful background I'm sitting against and to Robert Cellino for the voice and to our engineers at Voice America Variety. Wave goodbye. Vaughn, are we out? Vaughn, are we? Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio. Presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Join host Bonnie D again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively mic-worthy week. 